be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL. As Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Plus. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. Welcome to episode number 24 with The Take, The Take, The Take with Willie and Ian. It's The Take with Willie and Ian. Yeah. Do you know what, though? I've been put off by the fact that we've been sitting here for an hour because Henry... Fucking Henry didn't know what an ST card was. SD, 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 SD card. We've had to go and get a card or something. I don't know what's going on, but anyway, yeah. it's throwing me off. This will be the worst show I've ever done. Yeah, we were, we got the chance to watch Curios. I think he, I think he might win this one. I yeah, hope depends. so. I Fuck. Hope so. Do you reckon if he doesn't win this one, he won't win one? No, I reckon. Oh, this is a good chance for him. It's funny though; you can watch him. I fucking love him, man. I love him. He's a loose prick, and I just think everyone can just sort of see themselves in him, like because he's a wild. Just, just, just says what he wants, and like everyone has those emotions. They just don't let him out. He's in a perfect. I mean, probably not in the perfect sport, but like John McEnroe didn't fucking help it, did he? No, exactly. He sort of set the whole, set the tone for how you can be. And fucking Curios has ran with it and gone, yeah, he's, fuck everyone. He's the Willie Mason of tennis. No, no. He is. And now he's out there. Good luck. And he's, he's, against, the, he's against a bloke he's that got has another crate. country. Yeah, his name's Karen. He's so if he doesn't beat a Karen. Karen, if he can't beat a Karen, come on, Curios. Karen from Russia. Um, <laughs> and first of all, I should say happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Yep. Um, it, was, uh, it was a lovely day. I had a wonderful day with my young bloke. Got a good guitar, actually. Which, uh, I could see that. Yeah, Do you play guitar? I can see two. I've got many skills. Many, many skills. Great skills. Many skills. One thing I want to talk about, William, we had, they had the opening of the stadium uh, over the weekend, the Allianz Stadium. Mm. Please excuse my voice. I am pulled myself out of my deathbed. I literally have not been sick for so long. And then... you got two two this year. Two this year. And I even then, like both of us, you know, obviously I reckon before that, the fucking double jab shit. Like I, I didn't be, I haven't been sick for like twenty plus years, and then obviously like you know, not, not hanging out with everyone, having that sort of you know, like your immune system, your immune system just goes back to normal. So like I've, even I've been a little bit under the weather, like maybe once or twice. And I'm like, fuck is wrong with this? You know what I, I mean? Spent- so I'm constantly like taking care of my body now, every now and again. You know what I mean? I try and eat right and do the right things until something happens on the weekend. Every now and again. <laughs> Occasionally. You know, occasionally, not as as much as it not used as to, but used you know, to. like sometimes, you know, when big shacks in town and all that kind of stuff, and and some good mates down here, like it'll happen. But like other than that, I'm usually pretty good at the moment. So, but you know, it's just trying to get your immune system back up to where it was because you're hidden in a house for two years. Your immune system's gone up. And if you did, if you did do anything, you were by yourself anyway. Yeah, that's right. Going out for a walk by yourself, couldn't stop and talk to people, which I didn't mind at the time. Because it's good not fucking sitting in the zone and just sitting there and not talking to anyone's good. <laughs> it's not good for you. It's not good for your immune No. So I'm going to get back out more. I've been going all the time too. Anyway, I went to the stadium and on the Friday night, the Roosters game, which it's for, for those that haven't seen the stadium, I know everyone's complaining about how much it costs and that, but it's just, it is such a world-class venue. Yes. It is just magnificent. And I backed it up going to the Wallabies and I took my young bloke and one of his mates, different mates each time. But on the Saturday night, trying to get home, you can't get an Uber because everybody's booking Ubers, which is understandable. There's 42,000 people. But let me tell you, if you're a cab driver and listening to this show and you are deliberately not picking up fares because you're not going far enough 
and you're trying to charge me 70 bucks to get from the footy stadium in the eastern suburbs. It's literally five kilometres. Go and eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> I just cannot believe. They wonder 70 why. bucks they try to charge you 70 from. bucks. I offered the bloke 50 too just to get my We're boy We're in Bronte out. at the moment, people. I just sit and there And it's going. like, is this bloke literally, mate, Did you think about walking? I would have if I didn't have the two kids yeah, with me. I suppose, yeah. Like, anyway, but anyway. So if you're a cab driver, don't be a prick. Don't so, be a prick. Such wank as the that reason is. why Uber's taking over from cabs is because you're all pricks. The end. <laughs> uh, and I'll tell you the other thing, Will, they have all listened to the show. I think I, they did a study and 96.3% of current and former NRL players all listen to this show. Yeah. And they took your advice about Mad Monday. Not one disaster. Yeah, it's good. So that was all on you. I know, I know. Is your I think good it's advice? All, there's a lot of, um, obviously there's decent people in clubs now. Um, in those particular roles that have to look after these players, man. And and you got to educate them. And you got to be with them. You know, you got to organize just say for and I don't think Mad Mondays are like the Mad Mondays that I was on. Not anymore. It's not no. as crazy. I don't I don't even think half players even turn up. I mean like we can go into the manly thing after, but like apparently half the team turns up. But like yeah, I just don't think it's it's as crazy as it was, which is probably a good thing. I mean, they they probably and I reckon people are just these players are nearly sick of fucking looking at each other. They've been fucking hanging out with each other for the last three years in COVID bubbles. Yeah. Um, nonstop, you train together. They were up the Gold Coast for the last, you know, just say four months of the year last year. Was it four months? Just say four months? Like living in the same hotel. It's just like, ugh, it's fucking sick of you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, reckon, I reckon you get a little bit of that as well. A little bit. I'm not sure. I'm just saying, like, just, you know, to hang out. I mean, I was in an era where none of this shit was happening and you can do what you want. And if you want, as soon as you're in your car and you go home, it's, it's your time. Imagine going... You know, after training, hanging out, you know, just been hanging out all day, whatever, training, then in the shower and then on the bus back to the hotel to hang out with someone again. In the like, dining room. It's just, and it, I don't know, because like, not everybody gets along with everyone. Trust no, of course. me. You know, like, it's, it's rare that you get a team that everybody, everyone gets along. And you see probably everyone's different personalities when you're with them 24-7 as well. Because when you don't see that person that you don't particularly like that much in your team, you don't have to fucking put up with him. For about two hours, three hours of the day, and then I get to go home. Yeah. You know and what I mean? Like, and you don't have to hang out with him all the time. They have to have to go fucking dinner with him every night. Like, I think, you know, people nearly at their breaking point, I reckon, if it wasn't for um, this year being a little bit different. But last year, imagine being part of the Warriors team. I always think about that. I'm like, fuck, they've done good to not kill each other. Yeah, for sure. Jeez. And, what, and then what about the other bullshit with, I think we spoke about it last week, with, you know, the, the draw come out and the Warriors... Well, they, they have home games. No one else gave them their home games. So someone wrote to me on um, Instagram just going, fuck this, what about that? And I was, didn't really understand. He goes, and one of them was Magic Round, so that doesn't really count. Yeah, that's right. So they, they get eight games yeah. at Mount Smart. And everyone's, you know, you know at, the, at the time, everyone's like, well, you know, like, thank New Zealand, because if New Zealand wasn't willing to be here for the last two, three years, there'd be no NRL. Let's fucking have a think about what you just said. There would be no NRL if the Warriors wasn't here. Why wouldn't a team, like most teams, give that game back to the Warriors for what they did for us? Yeah, agreed. I just don't understand why. Like, and I'm like, maybe they will. Maybe some some clubs will, but chances are they won't. They won't give a fuck. You know, it's on, on with the next year. You know what I mean? Like, they. Sh I think the, you know, the game, the NRL should have approached every club and said, look, you got to give that home game back to New Zealand. And so they the can science. have fucking 24 home games. So they can start bringing money back in. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a business at the end of the day. 
and they'll be a different team next year. But I think that should have come from uh, from our boss, Volandis or Abdo, to go, all right, what they've done for us, they kept the game afloat because if they didn't, we'd be fucked. Give them your home game. Give them that home game. And I think also, if you like, if you look at the sides that are probably going to be competing for the eight, or they're, they're fighting, they need to win every game. Fair enough. But for sides like Penrith and the Roosters and that, that are going to 100% make the semis every year, mm. then just yeah, give them a throw yeah. them a bone. Just do it. I think it's I think it's the right thing to do. If you've been playing in the NRL for the last three years, you'd know the sacrifice that that the New Zealand Warriors have made. Yeah, and hopefully now that they've moved back to New Zealand, no one else decides not to play for New Zealand because they play in New Zealand. They've always played in New Zealand. If you mm. sign with them, you've got to play in New Zealand. <laughs> uh, so speaking of Penrith, we weren't really speaking of Penrith, but I'm sick, so that's as good a segue as I can do. But Tyrone May, the Penrith winger, he has uh, assaulted a bloke in a pub at the end of grand final celebrations last year. Pretty Weak assault too. He just sort of pulled. He didn't even really do that he much. I mean, but anyway, that's not, you know, you don't have to do much. You have to just touch he sh- someone. He shouldn't just... have touched the bloke, and so he's been handed a two-game suspension. Which fine, yep, okay. He's brought the game into disrepute, and everyone's seen the set, footage. When did now. he just get? Um, so he, so everything just got delayed, delayed. Yeah, delayed so there were delays year. through the courts, and okay. then it's gone to court, and so obviously they couldn't do anything until the court case came back. So and it's not like. So when was the court case? Last week. Okay. So he's he, they've come through with... I just the, need to get some context because when I read it, I was like, how the fuck did he get away with this? Yeah, so well, he... he and they, I'm still thinking it because I know the context now. Yeah, so essentially what the NRL has done, they've given him a two-game suspension, but then on the eve of the finals, and then they've said, no, you can do it next year when, you, next year when you're playing in your first game against the West Tigers or <laughs> big games like that. And this is not even a knock on Tyron May. Good on you. Like you, you, you're winning. You know, you get to play semi-final football. I don't think he's played it. I don't think he's played semi-final football anymore. No, it's his first this year. is on the NRL. Yeah. This is the stupidest fucking decision I've ever seen. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, you can't, you can't hate on on, on Tyrone. He'd be, he could, he would. He's probably been sitting in the back of his head going, "Fuck, I could miss the semis. Or hopefully, it comes back before the semi-finals. I can just take those two games here and there." And it's hitting right now. And the game just went, "Okay, you can take them. Just take them next year." Like. What message does that send to everyone else? It's a bizarre decision. And it's, it's so bizarre. Is it Abdo's decision? Is it Volandi's? Is it the judicial system? Whose decision? Uh, the, and who's like if you're in your own right mind and you've got to make that decision, you're sitting around going, Yeah, well, you you just say, um, so some of these players can't play for you because suspension's on the field, but you can assault someone off the field. Wait till your shit comes back. And then when the suspension, when 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 the judicial systems made their mind up, oh, we'll just suspend them next year. Don't worry about it this year. That's that would have been had to be the talk in that in that room at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. And then someone goes, "Yeah, that sounds good. That's yeah, a good idea. That's a good idea. Just do it next year. That'll be a great message to send every all the players and all the young kids. So there's no repercussions to your actions. So I cannot hate on Tyron May. He's done his he's done his all he's done is 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 play football, play some great football this year. And he would have been happily just gone, yeah, whenever it comes, I'll take it. He was probably hoping it wasn't this time, but it has been, and he can still take it next year. You play for Penrith, you're not, who cares about your first two games? You're still going to make finals and stuff like that. Could be West Tigers and fucking someone else, the Gold Coast. I don't know. It's not going to be it doesn't, a it doesn't. It doesn't even matter. Like, I mean, even if they are hard games, it's, you can just take round one and two off. 
You know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand. And I get, I get that it's an off-field incident. So they're talking. So, but if you look back over, but you just time, have. Hey, that's what I'm saying. For all the off-field incidents that's happened in this game, which has been fucking hundreds, there's been some people that have got absolutely the book thrown at them. Yeah. For things like this, this is like bringing the game into disrepute. This is all the you know, like whatever they're talking about, and then you get two weeks, but you can do it next year. That's the bizarre thing. Well, Mitchell Pearce got eight weeks for the old dog incident. And I mean, if you look at it, he didn't assault anyone. He was in a private party. Yeah. The dog probably didn't give consent. Would, would, it, would it be like, would it be the same, just say if it was uh, Nathan Cleary? What about, you? Would, would this, you know, would it be such a big deal? Like, would, would, would they, deal. would they, I'm saying, yeah. you know, if it's Cleary or Luai, Fisher-Harris, Kickow, these big guns, but does it not matter because it's, it's Tyron May is not that big a name? He's a gun player, don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, like, you know, if it's Cleary, when they make, would they make Cleary take the one or two games? It's it's the it's Taylor and May, isn't it? Taylor and May, yeah. The, the yeah sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Taylor and May. So I'm just saying, would they make Luai take the two games right now? Fisher Harris. Or they just thinking because Taylor May ain't the Brian Tottos and Crichtons and all these sort of things, he's a lesser, you he's know. A lesser name. Lesser name. He's not a big enough name. We can just, hey, just do it next year. Yeah, because that wouldn't happen if it was those big enough big name players. But everyone's got to be ruled with the same fucking measure. You know what I mean? You can't do that. And if you look at the number of people that have missed grand finals, there was Isaac Luke. Isaac one Luke would be sitting Rickardson. there going, "Can I get suspended next year? I'll take my suspension next year." So that's what I'm saying. Like you can fuck up off the, on the field in a, in a game where you just make a mistake in a high tackle, but off the field you can assault a dude, but then take your suspension next year. That's the message that they're sending. That's what I'm saying. It's bizarre. It's a stupid. Stupid message, and it's bizarre. And if I was just telling you, Henry, about what's going on, if you don't, you knew nothing about our game, I'd just explain that to you. You'd be like, "Why? Why? Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just suspend him now? Because that's the right thing to do. You got your court hearing, everything happened, and this happened. But Lindsey Collins can't play in the finals because he fucking he did a drop, a uh, hip drop on someone. You know, like things are happening like that. He's going to miss, you know, potentially two grand, two two semi-final games, and someone's going to be in a position in the next couple couple of weeks where they're going to be in a, in to face the judiciary. Yeah, for sure. It's it's fucking paying a dollar one. Yeah, that someone's going to be in this position because this is a fucking rough game. This is a man's game, and shit happens, and you're like, well, fuck, you could just go and assault a dude off and just do. I can't, can't I do my suspension next year for it for what I just did now. Like, that's the sort of message. It's just fucking bizarre. Yeah, I don't is. get it. And I reckon if Taylor May had a cop two weeks and they said, you got to take it out, he'd be man enough to go, all right, I did the wrong thing. Yep, I deserve it. Bang. But he's like, i got a fucking free pass. It's you Christmas idiots. for him. It's this Christmas. is Christmas. Yeah. And good on you, kid. Yeah. Because I don't think it was that, that bad a thing that he did off the field. It's not like he did half the shit that some of these fucking scumbags have done off the field that are still playing now. He just did, you know, he was sticking up for a mate, all that kind of stuff. You know, he, he copped it through the judicial system. And then he knew he had to wear it from the NRL, and this is what they give him. He's just like, I'm playing. Fucking Don't care. See you later, guys. Who cares? I'll take next fucking year off. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Uh, God, it's bizarre. All, I'm just saying, it's just a bizarre. It's it's just weird. It's just not how they usually do things. So we've we've talked before as well about saying like if you're looking at suspensions, then they should tier tier games. Yeah, so okay, so you got one game, like you get a three game suspension. Well, finals games are worth two of those, right? Yeah. Or State of Origins worth three of those, or whatever it might be. That just sort of brings it. Yeah, if you if you had an opportunity, if you had this, you know, the choice of going, you know, playing a grand final, you can get suspended for the next next year's first five games. You're taking five games easy. 
Yeah. You can get suspended for Origin or you get three games after Origin. Done. Three. Or five. Whatever you are. I think they're nearly on par. Four games. Five and four games. You're going to take the suspension easily. Easily over an Origin or a Grand Final. How many weeks are we giving Henry for not being able to work the podcast? Fucking year. He got 12 months. Yeah. He got 12 months. You're the Les Boyd of podcasting. <laughs> you wouldn't even know who that is. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Speaking of Les Boyd, didn't he play for Manly? Yeah, he did. Yeah, there we go. What about this the great. segue? One of the greats. The yeah, it was a good segue. So Manly are a basket case. There's no question that Manly are a basket case. They've essentially... I don't know how it's all getting bragged out through the press, but that's what happens now. If I was Manly, I'd be going and, and making sure that you, you you stopped every leak getting out. But apparently at the moment, they're all off Cherry Evans. They want Trebojevic to be captain. They have done an internal review where they've asked the players whether or not they want Des Hazard to be coach anymore. Um, they've got half their players not turning up the Mad Monday. The joint sounds like... Is this all in, official? Is this like... What well, they it's did. As, it's so, is this all rumours? Well, Are I don't these know. rumours about the Cherry Evans things and wanting Trebojevic to be captain? Because I think that's just rumours. I, I reckon, to be honest, when you look at stuff like this, there has to be some element of truth to it because otherwise... So they reckon with, with this Cherry Evans thing that, that he got preferential treatment, right? And so... Actually, I'll tell you a funny thing. I saw... Um, I was on Instagram the other day for once and... There was a thing about, uh, maybe it was Twitter. I don't know. They're different, aren't they? But I saw um, there was a thing that showed a clip of Marty Tapao and he was running decoy runners and they were, they, it looked to the naked eye. He was blowing up every time they didn't pass him the ball, basically. It looked like they, were, they looked like they were cutting him out deliberately. I, I think I, I saw that, all the other stuff, and I was like, well, maybe there is a bit of drama going on there. But I look at it now and I think, if you're doing an internal review, so just say you're playing for Manly, and, and we'll talk about your time there as well and, and whether there was backroom stuff going on there, but you're, you're finishing a season, right, where you know that they're trying to maybe flick the coach or trying to reduce the power or whatever, and there's been a lot of drama, and they give you a 50-question a, a sheet. Like, how seriously are you taking that as a player? Yeah, none at all. You're not even you're not even caring. You just want to finish the season off. Like my time there, it was like it was at the time of like I was 35 years old, so I didn't really give a shit. If you're going to pay me fucking 300 grand just to play footy, I'm going to do it. I was 35. I was just like, well, thanks guys. Anyway, so I was, just, uh, it, but I could. It was really fractioned at that time because that was when they let go of Chucky Watmow and and you, the Cherry Evans sort of saga when he was going to go to the Gold Coast and then he stayed. You can sort of see the division there at that club where you had those great players from the late 2000s, early 2010s. Yeah, it was a bit, of a, a bit of a split in the club. I didn't care because I was friends with most of the guys anyway and I was just there just to... Do a rip job. It, do a job. You know, I had no, like, worries about what was going on politically, but you could tell that there was dramas off the field when, you know, the Bozo was still floating around and, and Peter Peters and all these sort of guys. They're all little like little fractions of the club here, board members here, board members here, like coaches, owners, not <laughs> no one on the same page. I can just go, wow, it's a bit of a shit fight. I got it, but I didn't really care that much because I wasn't going to stay there and I was just out there, out the next year. I just, you know, it was just like, it was one of those clubs. It was, it's hard. I mean, I had a great time there. Great bunch of blokes. I love twos, everything like that. But I could see there was a lot of shit happening at that club. You know what I mean? It could be, you know, and clubs like that, like Manly, when Manly's down, 
the NRL, I mean, the, NRL, the media love to fucking find shit and dig in and just hammer them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody hates Manly. They have that, atti- they have that attitude. So everyone hates us. Whatever goes wrong, will go wrong and they'll try and divide us and all that kind of stuff, which makes them stronger in a way as well. You know, you can see how like, like uh, they look like they were pretty committed when, you know, Trebojevic and, and DCE is doing an interview with Danny Widler. You know, like all these kind of stuff. Is there rumours? There's here, there's that. And they shut it all down. They want to look, you know, they want to look like they're they're together, but all the shit about DCE and, and Des and all that. I said, who the fuck's going to be your captain? Jake Chibovich doesn't want to be captain. You know what I mean? He doesn't want that pressure. Tom doesn't want to be captain. DCE's like 33, 34 years old. He's captain of Queensland. He's near captain of Australia. Do you know what I mean? Like he's a senior player there. They, he's highly respected in within that playing group. I don't think, like, I, I don't think you could give it to someone else unless like Cherry left the club. You know, and then you hear rumours about. Um, you know, Des, if Des goes, Tom and Jake will go. Like, that's another rumour. But imagine if that was true. Imagine if they had, I think they've got something in their clause if Des is not coached, blah, 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 I can renegotiate with someone. Like, imagine losing Tom Trebojevic over just your ego and your power trip, whoever you are who's controlling everything, who's trying to control everything. I don't know who that, who it is, but it's always, it's always someone up there with the ego and power and just they, just, they get old and they just get, you know, they might have a bit of beef with Des fucking 20 years ago. They were trying, you know what I mean? It's always some shit going on with clubs. People don't understand how political clubs are, especially clubs like Manly. They're built on that shit. You know what I mean? Like, and I, under, I understand because I was there for that one year, but I can't sit here and say, this is how the club is. All I know is just like, you know, some, from what, what I see, I, I just think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors and bullshit just to try and divide them. You know, like, who the fuck is going to coach instead of Dez? Yeah, who's they going to get? Dez is a top five Hall of Fame coach already. Who are you going to get? Cameron Serraldo. You can't get Serraldo. We've got him. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, you just can't just go out and just develop these coaches. Like, they haven't developed the assistant coaches. Like, apparently they want to get rid of all Dez's staff and try and just really, like, try and make Dez sort of jump before they sack him. Like, what the fuck has Dez done wrong? Mm. Obviously, he left... He left to go to the Bulldogs for a reason. And then he went back there only because they changed ownership and the Penn family are running it. Penn family need to probably really take control of this whole situation and say, oh, look, I run, we own the club. This is what's happening. They need to come out and make a statement to shut all this shit down. They own the club. Des ain't going. Chaboyus ain't going. DC is captain. Fuck off. So that's it. That's all, that, that's all they need. Because they have all the power, the, the Penn brother, the Penn family. They own the they own the club, but obviously people are pulling strings and all that kind of shit. It's just it's just very political, which I fucking hate. Well, to be honest, there's clearly there's fractures in. Like, is there? A, do you reckon there's a divide in the club? Obviously, because of that round, what happened? Oh, yeah, yeah, look, and because things, maybe maybe like you know, there's a few injuries and everything like that. Maybe it just coincided with that happening, or is it a coincidence, or is it fucking? Did it really happen? We don't know that because nah. we can sit here and just say, they haven't been good since that round. I'm like, yeah, well, they were in games and they just sort of lost it. It doesn't mean there wasn't fucking, they're out in the field and they're hating each other and arguing and they're not at training together. And, you know, we can sit, you know, the media will sit there and speculate that because it worked out in their favour, didn't it? The narrative that they, what they were saying has worked out. Perfectly. Perfectly in their book. Yeah. But if you're a manly player, you're probably going, nah, man, fuck, just got beaten the last four or five games. We tried. But we just got beat by better teams. So just say you're... I'm not sure. I just fucking don't know because I'm not going to sit here and just think that I know everything about the club and say that, that that round divided the whole club and it split everybody apart. Because I think, if anything, probably nearly brought them closer if you're going to love... Just say if you thought Des didn't have your back or DCE, who was the two guys front and centre? Yeah. 
Who were those? Who were they? It was DCE and it was Dez copping all the hits. All the hits. No one else had to do an interview. No one did shit. Those two were up there copping everything that you that, that other people have caused and they're each to their own. Your beliefs, you do what you want. This is a fucking, this is Australia. It's not a communist country. It's not everything. It's fucking democratic. It's, we can do what we want. Good on you. But Dez was there front and center and so was DCE. So if they're not, they're, they're your leaders. You know what I mean? Trevojevic and, you know, like, and Tom, they just want to play. Tom's been out all years. Like, fuck this. So, honestly, Will, imagine, imagine you're a senior player at that club. What do you do? Like, it, whether it's perceived or whether it's real, how do you fix, like, what do you do as a senior player to get everyone together and go, like, we're, we're going to be all together this, again next this year? This is not that hard. This is not that hard. Just everybody have a break, cool off. I don't give a fuck who turned up the Mad Monday. As I said, I don't think Mad Mondays are what they, are, what they were. It was pretty, it probably sucks that half your team wasn't even there. You, when you pretty much everyone should be there at that one final time for the year, then you go separate ways. You do your medicals, all that kind of shit, whatever. Do you? You come back into into camp and just say four weeks, come back four four to six weeks. I'm not how long, how long, and you sort the shit out right there and then. You all sit down with the coach, with the players, and you get it all out, and everybody on the same page before we even do one training session. You got to do that, and that's what that's. I think that's what will happen. You'll have a bit of a crisis meeting, or do it now. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like do it now. Get, but 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 you don't know. Like I mean, whoever's going to be there next year, get in there. Other than that, no one gives a shit what fucking other people are doing. If you're leaving, if Marty Tapao's gone, if Dylan Walker's gone, yeah, see you later, see you later. Who cares? Whoever's here next year is going to be part of this club. We all need to be on the same foot because whoever you're bringing in just needs to buy into what they're doing. They don't have to know what happened this year. And they have to know what they're buying into as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Have to, as so everybody set. just needs, like, whoever's there next year, the leadership team, all that kind of stuff, they all need to get together and just mash it out. How do we feel about, like, what happened after that round? Did it affect anyone? You have, all these questions need to be asked, like grown-ass men. Is everyone happy with DC being captain? Fucking say it. You know what I mean? Like, is everyone happy with Des? Is everyone happy with this? Our training, this, this, this. Players getting along. Like, I know everyone doesn't get along, but they need to mash it out like that. Like fucking men. This is not under 16s where you talk behind people's, you know, all that sort of bullshit. Grown ass men, fucking grown ass game, act like it. I think, you know, they've got the leaders in there. You know, like the Jake's very honest. So is Tom. DCE's like that. You know, I think they've got pretty good leaders there. So. You know, that's, that's the way. I, I mean, that's the way I'd handle it. You just fucking get in there and just like, especially if it looks pretty divisive, doesn't it? It looks awful. It, it doesn't look good no. from a, you know, if you're a manly supporter or you know, like, or even you know, just following sport in general. If you look at it, you go, oof, jeez, how that it had how that season end, and you go by the timeline of what happened from that round. It's just like, fuck, you guys hate each other. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe that's not the case. You know how the Titans brought in Mal Meninga as the head of culture. Do you mm. think that the Manly side could bring in McNeil as the <laughs> head of culture there? I feel like he could make a big difference. The thing is about with Des, Des runs that culture. I mean, he was part of those like eighties and nineties like great sides. He knows exactly what the culture is. He was coach of the the premierships that they won. You know, like uh, those big runs into the semi-finals, grand finals. Like he's he is that dude that has to be the coach. I don't know what they're trying to do there. That's where it sounds very sinister and very, oh, just shit that goes on that, like, you, nobody would really know apart from, like, people that are there. Because that is a, a very fraction club at the moment. And when, as I said, when Manly's down, Everybody's people wants to kick, people come in and kick them while they're down. 
I think that's one of the reasons why they're always so successful because they know that everyone hates Manly. That's one thing I knew when I was there. Everyone fucking hates us. I don't hate them now because it's Broyliches. I love them. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, I think so it's too. Changed. And They've DC, changed. DCE, you know, he's a good guy. He's a good kid. Um, Cameron Murray. Let's be honest. If it wasn't finals and it was round three, would Cameron Murray be playing this weekend? No. But it looked. But but in saying that, it's not like he was out cold like you know Lindsay Collins in the last couple of weeks where he's like been stiff. Sort of got hit, rattled up. Just really like days, just like he got like just like popped in a fight. Yeah, like got up straight away and he was fine. Yeah, you know I mean, but if he was fine, he would have passed all these tests. He would have passed the H. He would have passed tests like that. But it was like a delayed sort of thing. And yeah, I don't think you know if it was if he this happened round two, I think he'd be missing round three. Yeah, for sure. But this is you know, and, and you know, how do you measure this? Finals. How do you do this? Like, how do you how do you as a coach or even Cam Murray or Anyone just go, no, you're not playing. It's a very hard thing to do. Yeah, and he'd, he'd be trying. And all they've got to do is get a specialist to come yeah, in and say. and he'd be doing everything to get his, his, his head right. It'd be hyperbaric chambers. There'd be everything like that. It'd be a lot of testing and, you know, do it, you know, because he's, he's got to watch himself, man. Like, I'm, you know, he's copped a few few, a few bad knocks this year. And, you know, he needs that, that brain to cop, have a bit of a rest. But, yeah, it's hard. Like, you know, like if, he, if he's feeling okay, if he's, doing, if he's been doing some light stuff or all week and you know but what's a Sunday game thank God so got a massive rest which is good so it gives him um, ample opportunity to get everything right he probably won't run till Friday you know what I mean or Saturday, Saturday captain's run I wouldn't I wouldn't make him do anything he doesn't have to at hell. this point yeah maybe you know just I was just thinking just when I watched that game I was like oh man why'd you why'd you dip like that it's not like, you know, like I understand if the guy's six foot five and you're trying to hit him in, in the guts or something like that. But like, fuck, that's, you know, he's got perfect tackle technique, but when he gets it wrong, he fucking gets it wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's Kevin it's Kevi Naguama. Like, he's big enough and strong enough to hit him up top, not dip. He'd be up top, bang everyone, grab legs and just drive him back. You don't have to dip that low. I mean, like, especially in the first, like, five to ten minutes, you know? Like, that's where the collisions are the biggest. So... You know, like, I hate seeing that to a young kid. He's 25 years old, 24, 25 years old. He's got another 10, you know, like 10 years left in him. You don't want to see, you yeah, know, like the, boy the boy corner, corner yeah. and Jake friends. If you're not looking at that, going, fuck, I need to change my tackle technique. Fucking hell. One thing that bothered me, and I said before, we were, I was out at the game on, on Friday night, and every time Latrell Mitchell touched the ball, he got, I mean, it, it was noisy. I went, I went to the Wallabies game on Saturday night and the Friday night game, there was so much more noise on the Friday night than there was on the Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, God, what do you expect? And every single time, I think it's because the South supporters have got no teeth, so <laughs> the noise whistles out better. But um, I get it that Latrell Mitchell, there was a thing with Manu last year and he played for the Roosters and players that play for old clubs always get booed. And I remember your game against the Bulldogs. Mm. In You know, like yeah, it's it part of it, right? But... I just felt like every like surely you lose interest. Like every single time he touched the ball, every single time, will the mm. crowd went nuts? I'm like, okay, you made your point now, and that's coming from Roosters fans as well. They're not really that passionate, are they? No, nah, you know, I wouldn't like have thought they, so. they 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 turned up for that. I mean, like I think did did Latrell make a comment this week that it was like, was it a bit too much? Was it over the top or anything like that? Oh look, he's. I mean, everyone's jumped on him again. I I want it. Well on the record that I think Latrell Mitchell is 
not only just a superstar player, but I think mm. the hatred that's aimed towards him is just so inappropriate. So, so like, inappropriate. The troll's been handling it really good. And, and people, he has. People but, don't understand, like, just say with the media and how they get stories and all that sort of shit. Like, he had to face a whole media scrum the other day. And they asked you at least, like, 50 questions, like, the same way, twisted about 50 different ways, sliced about a thousand different times, but it's exactly the same question. What they were trying to do was trying to compare it to Adam Goods. And what happened to Adam Goods. But that was a lot of racism and a lot of bullshit that with the AFL fans. And they did it for like a year, didn't they? 18 months, yeah. It was 18, a year and a bit. And it was relentless and it was awful. It drove him out of the game. It was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in sport. What, they, what AFL did to Adam Goods. Fucking idiots. So they tried that angle. And like people at home, you need to understand how the media work. They would have already had that in their back pocket going, I'm going to try and compare it to Adam Goods. So we'll just keep asking him questions. Like, oh, do you think it's got anything to do... Do you reckon it's as bad as Adam Goods? No, he probably would have said, no, 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 I don't think so. And then we'll put it, ask it again, again, again. Oh, yes, yeah, sort of. You know, like, all he had to do was, like, fill in the blanks of that fucking story, and they've got it. You know what I mean? And that's what would have happened. He had a big fucking scrum around him with about 100 reporters, all asking different fucking questions about the same sort of way, about the booing, and then they would have already had the sort of Adam Goods angle on it. When there wasn't any racism thrown around, it was just proper, just fucking crazy... You know, booing. That's just, it's Luttrell. He expects that sort of shit. Mm. And he can handle it. He's man enough to handle it now. You know, a couple of years ago, maybe not. But that was racist shit getting thrown at him. He's, if, they, if there was any racism on the weekend, he would have fucking said so in that interview. Yeah, for sure. He would have said, they called me this. Or he would have said it straight after the game. Or he would have done, he would have reacted different after his kicks. He was laughing after it. Do you know what I mean? But like the way that the media do it and the way that they paint this whole picture, it's just like bullshit. Imagine what they're going to fucking do. If, they, if he thought it was loud... On Friday, what the fuck is Sunday going to be? Worse it's now. It's going to be worse. Yeah. And you know what? He's going to embrace that shit and he'll probably fucking kill it. He and will. he'll be laughing his ass off when he slots those fucking goals over because it feels better when he does when he's getting them. You know, he can, he can sort of get back at the crowd because he plays with the crowd as well. He loves that. Don't get it twisted with Latrell if, if you think he's trying to have a little bit of a whinge. That dude's a beast. He can cop whatever. He can cop everything. Just no racist shit. No, like, personal stuff. Just, just have a good time with him, and it's fine. He's like anyone. He's a human being. If you have a good time, take the piss, whatever. Yeah, miss out, miss, blah, blah, all this sort of shit. You get personal when you say some shit, some stupid shit. You do that to me, you do that to anyone, then you, you'll get a reaction. He didn't react that anyone said anything to him. But it's just the media beat up. It's the finals. We've got some shit to talk about and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But Latrell can handle that man, shit like a man. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's a boss in that situation. The only difference was they got beat. I just don't get the and hatred but, but from that, the I mean, the hatred, I mean, hey, what do you think yeah. about to 17, 18, or was it 18, 19, yeah, 18, 19 when he won your two premierships? Yeah, he's, he's a premiership. But he man. went to, you know, he went to South, which is their, you know, the biggest uh, rivalry in, in the NRL, and he's playing good, and he's Latrell, and he's just, he's too good sometimes, and like, people just want that sort of dude to pick on. I understand because I was that dude as well. So I can, I, I, I can, I can, I can feel it. I can feel it. But like, I didn't kick goals and shit like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when he's kicking, like he's right next to him. They scored you know out I mean? wide all the time. Too. And it was like, they scored out wide all the time. He's like, and, I, and it was a bit of fun because you could see on his face that he was having fun with the crowd. You know what I mean? Like he was not a, at all bothered by it. He was getting beat by eight or 10. He's passed belting on his rabbit chest and like all that sort of stuff and loving it. 
you know, but you ask him a hundred different questions like that, and it would have been for ages. And then they get this little snippet saying, "Oh, it's like Adam Goods, and it's a little bit too much." And like, I think Kiri come out and went, "Oh, boo hoo," because they're good mates. <laughs> you know, I fucking think it's hilarious. Like, you feel sorry for Latrell, oh, boo hoo, Latrell, because it's a bit of fucking like everyone knows that Latrell can fucking handle everything. You know, he's a young people don't. Forget, he's only twenty five years old, man. Twenty four, fucking twenty four, probably even younger. Well, he's, he's done everything in the game. He's just such a great ambassador for the game, for the indigenous game, for everything. Embrace the kid. But maybe he doesn't want to be embraced, so fuck is. Well, one thing with the whole South-East rivalry, and this does my head in, this does my head in, as you are aware, my hatred of managers. But this bloke, who's not even a manager, he has been involved in Joseph Suoli's career mm. up until this point. He has decided that it's his place. And bearing in mind that this bloke is a massive South supporter, like he is a huge South supporter, and he brought him to the South. So you've got a bloke who's not actually actively involved in Suwali's career come out and said that 100% the Roosters need to move on James Tedesco, who is clearly (laughs) the best player in the world. Was this after, like... um Friday's performance as well. Maybe. I think it was. Yeah. Was it Henry? And then Tedesco beat unbelievable on Friday <laughs> night. Like He's been he is, unbelievable for five or six years. I like know. the best in the world. He'll end up captaining Australia. And this bloke. He who, has the audacity to even say anything. To even come out and say that. I'll tell you what it does, Will. A, Isaac Moses is now representing, so they've got oh, another manager Jesus involved. So that's Christ. that that worries me straight away. This kid, we spoke about Sorry, it last Sorry, who week. is this guy? He Is he called the art art dealer, they he, call him? He, the art dealer. <laughs> I think I think he he oh, has been Derek. involved. I think he's been good in in the Suali's family's life up until this point. Yeah. But now he's a nineteen year old man. Right, mm. and he's making his own decisions. And every time he speaks, every time he holds himself, every time, like the whole thing as well, when that whole South East Rugby Union thing was coming out, he never said a word. Oh, All word. people spoke about him. So you get this this kid at that stage was probably not prepared for that level of scrutiny. Mm. Now with him being as good as he is, and the, and the Rugby Union's going to pay him four hundred and sixty eight billion dollars a season to play this and lira, but it's lira, lira so it works so, out. But and then all of a sudden you've dragged this kid's name through the mud again for no reason. At no point has he said that he's going to mm. sign with the with Rugby Australia. At no point has he, like imagine him going into training a nineteen year old. Yes, that's what going into training and looking at James Tedesco in the face and going. I am. Hey Teddy, what's up? Hey, I just I'm taking your spot next year. <laughs> Did you read the news, Teddy? I said that. That was me. That's all me. You're gone. You're out. <laughs> or otherwise, I'm gonna go. Where are you gonna go? You're in the bet like you're in the best system for a kid oh, of man. that age. I think I it's, just yeah, don't it's get piss, it. It's it's awful from that. I think, you know, like hopefully this guy is just come out of this and just been like he's just way out of obviously he's way out of line. I don't know why he said it for. Is he trying to get some clout? Is he trying to get famous? I'm not sure. He obviously does some work for for, for young Joey. Keep doing that. You're doing some good stuff. But if he's not doing like keep your circle nice and tight, Joe. If guys like this are coming out saying some outlandish shit, he's not the one who has to front up to training. 100%. He's not that kid who has to get out and, and look at Teddy and the senior players and all these guys that have been there for like five, six, seven years, won premierships and like have built this bond together forever and you he doesn't have to turn up you've got to face teddy and the rest of the group regardless if you didn't even say anything they're probably thinking why would you like they're not going to look at at, at 
Joseph sidewards going, oh yeah, they're probably going, probably thinking the same as us. Like, hey Poor mate, kid. tighten, tighten, tighten that circle Rush up, mate. If you, you can't have this guy come out saying this shit at this time of your career, it'd be different. He's never played fullback in rugby league in for the Roosters in the NRL. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be different if just say Teddy missed the first uh, twelve games, and then he had to, and then um, Joey had to play for. for Whatever, for the amount of games where he's just a super freak, and you're like, fuck, this could be like, he could take Teddy's spot. Not when Teddy's been playing fucking golden boot material, and he's, you know what I mean? He's one of our best players of all time. Not when he's doing that. Like, just say if he had the runs on the board and he's been killing it all year at fullback, Teddy's been out, now Teddy's coming back. Maybe something like that could have been said. Mm. Not with this absolute garbage. Like, Joseph's had a great year. He's a great kid. He does everything right. I can't sing high enough praises for that kid. But this guy here just needs to shut the fuck up. Let him play football. You know what I mean? Like, just like, it's coming into the semifinals time. And Joseph didn't even play on the weekend. Do you know what I mean? How much pressure? Like, he wants to be out there playing. He's not even playing, putting his, you know, like, killing it. So, so then give this guy a little bit of merit. And he plays on the wing. You know what I mean? Like, let the kid play fullback one day. Like, don't just try and say, like, he hasn't been tried and tested in this, in this, at this level, at fullback, at origin level, at Australian level, like your boy Teddy has. Pick your poison, mate. You can't go at people like Tedesco. Dude's a god. How long was Minicello on the wing for? Like, Minicello, exactly. You've got to do your time. Minicello, all these great fullbacks. Two of us are Sheck. Two mm. of us are Sheck, two or three years. Bang, fullback. Then straight to back to the Warriors. Minicello, 2000, 2001, 2002, fullback. Luke Diamond Phillips was fullback. Mm. Minicello, fullback, 2003. You know what I mean? You, two or three years of playing on the wing and then you develop into a fullback. He can, I mean, you can develop into whatever the hell he wants to. I don't know what position he's going to be. Center, fullback, wing, 5'8", whatever. He's got the skill set to do anything. But just ease up, mate. Art gallery, fucking whatever you're called. Art dealer. Just chill out. Like, let, let the young kid grow and develop into the player he's going to be. You obviously don't know anything about the game. You know what I mean? You never played the game. Or you just, just run your mouth. Just shut up because you're making Joseph look bad. The smell of semi-final football, mm. William. You can smell it. You can smell it. I thought it was Henry, but it's... Uh, it's, Henry it's too. Yeah, it's Henry oh, also. Okay. It's mostly Henry, actually. Panthers, Eels. The Panthers have been boosted by... Taylor May being able to play ridiculously, and <laughs> the Eels, the Eels have got the wood on Penrith. Yeah, there's no question. So this is a good game. It's on Friday night. It's at Blue Bet Stadium. Is there a bad game, but um, fucking there's probably no. not actually this week. No. Yeah, normally the eight, and you look at the five eight, and you go, that's a shit game. But yeah, it's not a shit game. It's not no, because the Raiders are going all right. So yeah, well Pen- Penrith para. I think you have tipped Para. Yeah. So what is it that you think Para are going to do to beat Penrith? I just think they'll be relentless through the middle. They can handle their forward pack. Their back five will be good enough to get out of yardage because Cleary can put it on a put it on a fucking dime where you've got Clint Gullison, Sivo, Wunga Blake, Penasini, Opacek. That's your back five. They they can get it they can get out pretty easy. Where Penrith really rely on that kick cage kick they call it they probably kick from just before halfway or just on halfway try and pin you in your 10 meters 
It's a pretty, like, I mean, these kickers make it look easy. They can kick it from their 40, pin you in your 10. The kick chase, plus about two or three. You've got kick out, Liam Martin, Isaiah Yo, Appy Coruscant, Fisher Harris, and Leota. They're all down there in droves, mate. And they, they, they hit you. And they don't even try, they don't try and put you on you, they want to lift you and drive you back, their first thing. Their first impact is big, bang it. Bang, and then pick you up, drag you back about four or five metres. It's fucking, like, it's embarrassing what they've been doing to some lesser teams this year, if you, if you have a close look. But I just think Gutherson's strong enough, Mike Sivo was strong as so hell, he's come back into, into his own form. And Wanga Blake, they're big bodies, Penasini, big body. You know, Opechek, probably not as big, but I don't think he'd be doing those runs. Um, I think their back five can nullify that. They'll get out of yardage quite easy, and then you'll get into your Papali'i. If they kick to that to that right side, you've got Papali'i coming on that third or fourth tackle. Left side, you've got Sean Lane on that left edge. And then through the middle, you've got Paulo and um, RCG, Campbell Gillard. That just don't stop. Play big minutes, big meters. They've got good passes, got good offloads. Papali'i hits holes. Lane's in on fire like he's got offloads coming out his ass. He runs good lines. Gutherson doing his thing out the back. You know, like, and then their then their bench, their bench. I'm not real sold on the young Arthur kid, um, but then you got um, uh, Nakora and Makatoa and some other kid, Kafusi. Yeah. They rip in as well. Yeah, they do. But I think Penrith's got a better bench. Yeah, because I'm not sure if I, uh, you know, when when Makatoa and and um, Arthur come on last week, they lost something. They lost, yeah. Where Penrith just doesn't matter. So you're in, you're out. Boom, boom, boom. They just don't really lose that much. So. I think I just think their skill set, and I think they just got the wood on Penrith. How much of a factor? Dylan Brown, do you sorry, Dylan, Dylan Brown, Moses, and and Mitch Moses been on fire. Be filthy from last year. Still, they've been carrying that probably from last year that they got beaten that semi final. They probably thought they could have won it last year if things went their way. So you know, plus they just genuinely hate each other. How much of a factor will Nathan Cleary's match fitness be? <sighs> Not that much. I just think Cleary's like I think his timing might be off. Yeah, because he went from I think just say five rounds got around twenty, and just just say round twenty, just come out of Origin, and there's a bit of a lull, and then that happens. So he wasn't he wasn't on point right where they are now, where they built in the last two or three weeks. You've seen the footy go from there to there, and Para's been one of those teams that just have climbed and are a way better team than they were ten rounds ago. Mm. Um, and I just think the kick pressure that will be coming from from Parramatta, that Reed Marnie is relentless on kick pressure. And he'll be in Cleary's face all day. I don't think Luai will be doing that much kicking. Apicorosau doesn't do much kicking. So he's their number one dude. So the kick pressure that'll be on Cleary will be immense. And it's just whether he can get his timing right. And, you know, a few things. You, uh, it won't take him long to catch up to speed. But the kicks will be, will be the main thing. And the kick pressure will be the main thing for Para. And just getting out of yardage and just playing the percentages and getting good ball in their area, instead of kicking 30 metres or 40 metres off your line and then, you know, like Dylan Edwards catches it on his 30, next minute he's they're at halfway by tackle two. And that's how they just keep going like that and they just fucking choke you. Like So the, the lesser teams, they just go, fuck it, and they end up giving up a try. But this is semi-final football and this is Parramatta. I think they can, they can win, they can nearly win that field position. Yeah, I think they can because Moses got a big boot on him too. Marnie kicks some dummy half, and Dylan Brown can kick. Mm. So they've got probably more more strike weapons, and I just think if they play to their best, best of their best, like one out one to seventeen, play one one to seventeen, but everyone plays their best game. I reckon Parra's got that X factor. Well, speaking of X factor, the Storm probably are missing a bit of X factor with sort of the injuries that they've had, and 
the Raiders have been on a tear, haven't they? I think they've won seven of their last eight, and they've won them well. Like it's not yeah. like they're they're not winning, they're not falling over the line in games. They're yeah. actually putting sides away. So I think this is actually going to be a good game of footy. I, I, I look at that and I say it's Storm a dollar thirty five and the Raiders three twenty five. Yeah. I feel like there's a bit of value there for the there Raiders. Is. There's value with the, the Parramatta's three dollars ten. Yeah, I know. Like, come on, man, that's massive disrespect. Yeah. Like, I thought it'd be like 220 or something like that. At least double you. Triple your money. That's I mean, how it works, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about gambling, but... I, I, I think... What if do you, you think lo- about this game? I'm, I'm, I'm tipping the Raiders. <clears throat> I, I just think they have, a, they have a relentless pack. They've got a bunch of dogs in there, you know what I mean? Like the Tapines and Tapanes and Hudson Youngs and Elliot's and Elliot, uh, Elliot, Elliot Whitehead, Whitehead and then Elliot, you know, like the Elliot. Elliot. And then, um, you know, your hooker's pretty good. Wolford's pretty good. And then you got Starling off the bench, Horsburgh, Hawira Nara. Like they got some, you know, like Gula. You know, they got some just real big fucking bodies. They just don't stop. Mm. They're not scared of anyone. And then you got Jack Whiten, who's playing like a fucking gun. Like well, they are killing it, mate. Jamal Fogarty's made Jamal a big Fogarty's big. To too, yeah. He kicks he's good. Made, His defense yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Like Sebastian Chris has been playing at the Timiko, Kotrick, Savage, Rapana, Whiten, Fogarty. Like they got a good side. It's a good side. Let's not fucking. You know, look at their side. Like our Melbourne's Nick Meany, Noel Faluna, Seve, Olam, Coates, and Munster, and Hughes. So you're putting Munster at fullback, and you're looking at Nick Meany in that front line. You'll be getting a lot of attention defensively. Oh, Nick sure. Meany. Yeah. Well, yeah, don't get it wrong. Jam- Jerome Hughes, you know, they're, they're forward pack. Jesse Bromwich, Sofa Solomon, Kafusi Bromwich, Josh King. And you talk about Big Papa, Tarpanay, Young, Elliot Whitehead, and Elliot. They got, I think they've got a little bit more football in them. Yeah, I agree. And they're not scared of anyone. Pen- Canberra. They don't give a shit who you are. They're going to come out there and they're just going to bash her. More scared of Ricky Stewart than the other team. Yeah, they are. And um, I just look at, sorry, and I look at the bench of, uh, of Melbourne. Brandon Smith, obviously a gun. Kamakamitha, Trent Lorio, and Chris Lewis. They're just role players, man. Yeah. They don't do much, they don't do anything special. They haven't got that bench. They haven't got Big Nelson on the bench. They haven't got, you know, like any of these guns that they've had in the last couple of years. You know, like, so. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to play their best football, Melbourne. Or otherwise, fucking Canberra could get them. Sharks Cowboys will be a good game too because the Sharks. I saw a stat saying <clears throat> the Sharks have had a pretty easy run in. They've played only like one top eight side in their last mm. eight rounds or something. And I mean, obviously they've done really well and they've had a great season. But Cowboys yeah. at full strength, they're they've been good. They've been unbelievable. I, I tend to think if I look at this Sharks Cowboys games. I see more chance of winning the premiership, being honest, from five to eight than I do from the top four. Like, I, I look at that and mm. I go, Panthers, Eels, probably Storm, Rabbitohs, Roosters, I would have above mm. the Sharks and the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I just think, I mean, I look at Toby Rudolph being out for three or four weeks. Um, Talakai missed a fair bit of football. Connor Tracy's missed a fair bit of football. She, William Kenny's just coming back. He's just come back. Finucane's yeah. just coming back. Royce Hunt hasn't played that many big minutes. A lot of these guys haven't played massive minutes. You know what I mean? Where I look at this team like a Jordan McLean, Reese Robson, Ruben Cotter, Leilua, Nanai, Taumalolo pack. It's a big pack. Tom it's Gilbert, Cohen pack. Hess, Griven Name, that fucking bench, Tabio Fido. That's a strong pack. That's a better pack. It's a better mobile pack. That they, they all play big minutes and they're all fucking aggressive. And they've all got a high, high skill level. And even their backs, you know what I mean? Drinkwater's been on five. Felt, Holmes, Hiku, Tolungi, Tolungi, Tom Deard and Townsend. I think they're a very well-balanced side. I just think they can... I reckon they could really just... They could give it to Cronulla. 
But it's going to be like Saturday night at Shark Park, 11,500, already sold out. They'll be hard to beat there, Sharks. They will be hard. They'll make it messy. It'll be a messy game. It'll be messy because they just don't, they don't want that flamboyant sort of football. Even though Cronulla have put points on teams this year, I reckon last week's game nearly fucking, I had to turn it off for 15 minutes ago. I was fucking killing me, that Newcastle Knights game. I'm not, the Knights and Cronulla game. Worst game I've ever seen for ages. I just think, yeah, they'll try and bore the hell out of the Cowboys. Cowboys will just play football, man. If it's a, it's a, if it's a good Saturday night, it's going to be some fucking good football played then. If it's wet, it'll if favor it's the wet, Sharks for it's sure. It's going to be so boring. Yeah, it will be. And they'll make it they'll make it messy. They'll play in the middle third. They'll just get to their kicks and they'll chase and do all the little things. What? But guess who's good at that now? The Cowboys. Yep. And they're fit as anything. So the last game's probably. I mean, it's look. There's two rivalry games. There's a, there's a battle of the West and the battle of the East. So. The Roosters, the, the Roosters were lucky in that without Cook and Murray, and Murray was only on the field for one minute, the, the South middle was just shot to pieces yeah. and, and they rolled through the middle and, and Lodge has been fantastic for them. But I think this is going to be a very, very close game. Like it's a flip of a coin, this game. This one is, yeah. Because understand Damien Cook's coming back as well. Yeah, that's right. Damien Cook and Cam Murray, the, the amount of and Campbell quick Graham. play. That, yeah, and Campbell Graham, good defensive centre. Um, like the amount of quick play levels Cameron Murray gets and gets him on the front foot, then Totola takes that next one and then the next one. You know what I mean? It's, that starts on a roll. Or if Cam Murray gets an offload away to Damian Cook, where last week they had that, um, I'm not sure who it was. Like, I think Harvilli played and some other little kid played yeah, 14. Or something. Yeah, like he's good soon player, as he, but as soon as he no got cool. the ball, he doesn't look to, he doesn't count numbers as quick as Damian Cook. He, get, he registers in his head, surveys the field, knows where to go. He knows where Latrell is, he knows where Cody is, he knows where everyone is, he knows where he looks at the middles, he knows where Lodge is, Hargraves. He can put that in his head real quick. That's the difference. That's why his runs aren't flukes when he makes these line breaks. Or if he bounces out one way, comes back the other way, and Cody Walker's hitting about the other side of the ruck. He understands the game. Cameron Murray, beautiful offload. Damian Cook surveys the field, knows exactly where to go because he counts numbers good. He's smart like that, and that's what they miss out. So he can survey the field, get survey the field. Boom! Next minute, fucking Latrell's out the back. Cody's out the back. Alex Johnson scoring in the corner. Shit can happen so quick with South, you know. And that's what they missed last week because you know, no Cam Murray, no, no, nothing around the ruck. It was all one out. Nichols, Totola, no quick play. The balls got put on their back. Tom Burgess, everybody got nullified. Where Cam Murray is like, you know, he can take pressure off a young Ilias kid. Because he can go to the right side. He can drop someone off. He can hit the front guy. Kalol Matangi can run into those holes. Like he took, it just took so much of their football away. And like, even with Victor Radley not being in that side with the Roosters, he still doesn't do as much as what Cam Murray does for South. Like it's like, you could, you could, um, so he didn't play. You put Siwa Takayaho at, at, at lock and you put, um, you start Lodge. You still got some big bodies in there. You know what I mean? You don't really miss that ball playing around the ruck because you still got Sam Walker because you still got Kiri. That Illis is still a young kid. And Cody Walker generally just sits on that left side. So it's like, it was hard. So once he went out, I was like, oh, the create creativity around the ruck is going to be so boring. It's going to feed right into the fucking Roosters' hands. They're just going to monster him. Monster him. And that's what they did. You know what I mean? Like now, hopefully Cam Murray's back. Victor Radley's going to be back. So I mean, Victor Radley is important. He's very important to the Roosters. But as soon as Cam Murray went, out, it sort of evened it up straight away. Yeah, for sure. I was like, fuck. All right, because I back South. I was like, well, we're done. And then Manu went out, and I'm like, well, we're proper fuck now. Because I knew I knew Tupo and Suali was coming back with Vic Radley, with Vic, 
and I, and if that's one thing I never thought was going to get injured, Manu. Yeah, and he's been their best player, so I was just like, "Fuck!" Really brought him back to the field. So anyway, it'd be a good game. I, I just think I don't know, it's a toss of a coin. I had South on that message, then I will put Roosters. I don't know why. I'll, I'll have to change mine then. Mm. Willie's Big Boys. Um, big Boys, last week of the Big Boys. So who is going to win? Um, they were on fire this week. Uh, first vote goes to Siwa Takayaho because the dude was an absolute beast against South. And South still had a pack. And, and, and you got to understand, that, that crowd, the atmosphere, it was semi-final football, wasn't it? It was, 100%. So to play, to, to play like that, him and Matt Lodge were outstanding. Hargraves was outstanding for the minutes that he was on. Hopefully, I'm not sure about him this week. Hargraves with the, the hamstring. Yeah. He didn't come back on, did he? No, he didn't. They he played didn't. 17 minutes, didn't come back on. And I think maybe they thought that because Cam Murray was off, it sort of evened it up. I think they I probably think something, just didn't Something like yeah, that. I'd probably um, But him. yeah, the, the, the big boys were on fire on the weekend. It was hard to pick them, actually, because they were all on fire. Um, so two points goes to Regan Campbell-Gillard, just because they played. Um, they just played outstanding on the weekend. They just The amount of metres in that that they were making, it was just... Was, where's my phone? Um, stats, stat wise, he was just on fire. Like, just like he didn't stop, and I think he played like sixty three minutes. You know what I mean? He played against the Melbourne Storm. Like, they're relentless Melbourne Storm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just to, for him to even play those minutes against those guys, yeah, sixty four minutes, twenty hit ups, hundred eighty five meters, you know, seventy five post contact, twenty one tackles. You know That's what I mean? a big like, shift. It's, just, it's huge, mate. It is huge. Um, and three points. Like, it's his partner in crime. So, in 49 minutes, big junior Paulo, 21 hit-ups, 216 metres, 90 post-contact. He did only make 12 tackles. That's awesome. I love those stats. <laughs> they, they look like my stats. That's Mason's that's stats. That's my stats. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but they, all, they all would have been fucking... Uh, and three offloads, you know what I mean? Like, he's just... His second phase game has been outstanding all year. Um... Yeah, so that is my three, two, one vote, and the leaderboard is. So, what happens here? Is this the winner, or we're going to go to the end? Um, I don't know. We'll go this, we went to the end last year. Okay, so we'll anyway, coming in third is Regan Kevin Gillard on thirteen. Second, Fisher Harris on fifteen, and equal first, Tal Malolo and Junior Paulo. Good. So. That's about All right, it. Anyway, it. they were. They, they were. Everyone was pretty good. It was, it was hard to pick. I don't just, as I said, I just don't look. At, I don't look at meters and I don't look at all that bullshit. I, I, I see where you're making your meters and I know who you're playing and how physical it is. You know, I'm not going to give it to you when you're playing against the Knights or some team or the Titans or you know some team that's way off the Tigers. You know, like it was hard. You know, I wanted to give you know Big Papa some points because of his, his outstanding. I'm like, but you, you did it against the Tigers. Well, last week we won nothing, but did we win anything? No, we won nothing. No, nah, that's what you didn't nah. put my bet on. No, that's from the week before. But last week I did put We'd your bet on. Four and a half grand if we won. No, I think he hasn't taken it off yet. Are you a yeah, he didn't take it off. So it's we're we're over three grand though to some lucky bad. club. So and oh, what about me? Did we win on the weekend? No, nah, because I forgot to put my bet on until the last minute, and then I put mine. I had to do a same game multi for Cronulla. What's wrong with you? I've had. Been very social lately. <laughs> Been very social. Hundred <laughs> percent. Sorry. And then, <laughs> and then, this code word for drunk. I, I went. Uh, I went a same game multi. I had six legs in the Cronulla game, 
and all of them got up except for Matt Icavalo. So I'm going to write him a angry email. Angry, angry email. Actually, or, I'm going to write a letter. Letter. With letter. The, with quill. The pen. The, quill, the pen. Yeah. Bring the quill out. So uh, the quill. The quill. So this week I have taken, and I don't. You know what? After all of that, I've changed my mind. But the Panthers one to twelve because that'll be a close game either way. The Raiders with eight and a half start because mm. that'll be a close game, and the Roosters yeah, one right. to twelve. That's paying thirteen dollars. What's my one? Yours is the Eels with eight and a half. Eight and a half start for the Eels. That's that's so disrespectful. Raiders with nine and a half. You get more than me. Another disrespect. Sharks less two and a half. Ooh, Cowboys there. And Roosters Rabbitohs uh, forty two and a half. Yeah, that'd be good, be Bobby. Shout out to Bobby too. His boys. Um, sorry, we'll finish this and I'll go. go, go. No, go. Well, you so Bobby is um, so Saint Chrissy's. Congratulations to the under 16 since Chrissy Seems the team I've been working with all, you know, little bits of the year like to oh, get yeah, out yeah. there. So they're in the grand final for for the um for this week against I'm like, Rouse Hill. Oh um, yeah. yeah, so I was at the game on the weekend. Um I was, I was like because I've because been coaching them and stuff like that. I was on the sidelines with them. Like it was at Belmore. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was at Belmore. So, like, <laughs> so everything that we do work on a training, I can see how like Ricky Stewart loses his shit on the sidelines. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. And they coaching. played Cabramatta and they beat him like twenty eight nil. Now, Cabra, I think Cabramatta, Cabramatta made a formal complaint because like I was on there telling the boys what to do, like some of the little tips and that, and they're like, Willie Mason's not um, uh, accredited, accredited, oh, you know accredited trainer. Oh, a trainer. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you oh, fucking whinges. Cabra, man. Oh, my God. Get over it. Back in the box, Cabra, oh, man. Um, big Bo- Bobby just told me then. He goes, they're, trying, they're putting a formal complaint. I said, what are they going to fucking do? Oh, that's the worst. If I, if, I, if I had a... I was dressed like normal. I had like a hoodie on and shit. Like, of course I'm not a fucking trainer. Did you take, if, a, if did the, you take a hit up? No. If, the if officials, you didn't take a hit up. And there was officials there. If the officials had a problem with it, they would have put me into the stands. Yeah, ground marshal. Could have yeah. come in. Yeah. yeah, but no. But yeah, apparently they put a complaint in. If you're I, from, I, I'm the one who got him the win. If you're from Cabramatta, pull your head in. <laughs> it's kids' sport. Relax. Oh, it's kids' sport. There's no way that I would. Say, oh, I was in bad. I was just. I said, "You're kidding me." I said, "What? Me just trying to like inspire these young kids and just tell them a couple of little little tips and everything." Like, I'm scoring. Were you tries. screaming like a lunatic on the? No, side? I'd bring him. I'd bring him every time they scored. I'd bring him in and tell them exactly what to do. Little things like that. Oh, were you going on the field? No, no, no. no. I'm staying like on the seats. Oh, so, yeah. like, they'd all come over like when we need to talk and said, this is what you need to do, X, Y, and Z. And, like, they should have just got you a training shirt like those. Well, I've got to be an accredited trainer now. I've got to do a course if I want to go there this week. Because it's at, I don't know, Wentworth Field at the ground. I mean, the grand final was at the four o'clock, so I might be out there on Saturday. That's a long way to go. Yeah, if I'm not the trainer, I'm not going. You got to do a course sucked in. Uh, so the producer has taken the eels, the storm, and the roosters. That's paying eleven dollars. Is that you? You know what? He's banned now. You you make the bets from now on. He does nothing. The producer. I was to get Woogie to do it. Woogie. That's how. He, that's how. <laughs> I'm just excited. Woogie's asleep today. Well done, Woogie. I think he was chasing a ball before. So in terms of the tips, you went. The Eels, the Raiders, the Cowboys, and you went the Rabbitohs. So I went the exact opposite. So I went the Panthers, Storm, Sharks, and Roosters. But now you have gone the Roosters. So I'm going to go the Rabbitohs. Okay, one of us will win. Which are you going to go? Whatever opposite you're going. I already picked mine. Well, I'll just go. Yeah, well, you'll go the Roosters then. I'll go South. I'll stick to South. You're sticking to South. Yeah. 
Because I think and it's the Cam Murray and Cam, Damian Cook factor. Callum Murray. We've got a, quite a few questions this week. Oh, so, hang on. <laughs> uh, here we go. So, there's some good ones here too. <coughs> Do I have COVID? No. Thanks for asking. Con. Con, he, he, he got a question last week. He's got a new one. With the addition of a club next year, we need to increase the size of the pool of players. How do we do that and which areas are untapped? I mean, I'm not in development, but I know most most areas are tapped. We're trying to get as many players as we can. I mean, um, it's just the development. Something's gone missing in development in most clubs, you know, because we're not, we're not doing it as good as we used to. I think it's, it's going missing around around about around about the 15-year-olds. You know, they sort of seem to lose interest. And, you know, like I think it's the size difference too. Like when you're playing, if you're playing in Western Sydney, you'd understand that. Um, if you've been playing in Newcastle your whole life or in the eastern suburbs, then all of a sudden you go play against Mount Druitt or something, dudes are big. So you can really get put off the game. Parents are taking kids and playing other sports and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think that just, just to try and – I think we need to, I don't know, try to – uh, like just get these young kids and keep them in our game at a certain. I've, I've said it a couple of years ago. Like I just think it's so. Just say if you're 15 years old and you get touted as like the next big thing. I think the NRL should have go. There's a there's an academy or something. So okay, we look at you as the next leaders of the, of the game. You know what I mean? Just say if you're a 15, 16 year old, because that's where we're losing a lot of these kids. They lose interest, and because you know they can make the rep teams, and they just you know they just don't. I don't know. Shit just happens. Life happens. But if you incentivize these young kids, that's the word I'm looking for, and go, okay, you put them in leadership um, leadership uh, uh, things to do and like cultivate them to be better people, all that kind of stuff, and give them, like incentivize them to stay in our game, pay them like a, a different amount of money. Like tell them that they're on a different level than the, your normal sort of kids so we can keep the best 20, 15, 16-year-olds in our game. Instead of they go to soccer, they go to AFL, they go to union. So if you if you if you have some sort of idea at that at that age, at such a young age, and you if, just say if I was 15, 16, the NRL go, look, they look at you as like a, a future leader of, of of the game, you're like, fuck, I'd stay here. You know what mm. I mean? Like it'd be just little things like that. Where, but if you're 15, you just go through the system, no one really gives a shit about you. You you'd have that attitude. You'd be like, ah, fuck it, I'll just go to union. I don't care, they don't really like me here anyway. You know, it gets a little bit political, all that sort of shit. But if you fucking incentivize these younger kids and just go, okay, well, you stay in the sport here, there's a clear path for you to be an NRL, uh, NRL player, hopefully a future rep player. But like have a path for these kids. That's why they have pathways now, but there needs to be another level of pathways. Like, I do pathways with the dogs, but it's like, if you're one of our best kids, you need to be on another level. You know what I mean? Like, and that's where the NRL should come in and go, this is where we look at you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's things like that. The kids, there's little things you can, you can just help a little bit. Like, improving existing improve. rather than finding Like, you can just, new. like, you can improve on little things, and it's like the game doesn't want to do it. So, fuck, I don't know. Can you, That's my I'm, idea anyway. That'd be my idea. If I, you know, because we lose these good 15, 16-year-olds to other fucking sports and well, other Con, codes. Con was asking about your opinion, so that's why. Yeah, that's mine. Uh, so Canjon Callahan, I hope I'm saying that right, Canjon. Uh, she's a Warriors and Roosters supporter. If the Panthers weren't in the top eight, who would be your pick for the grand final? Um, Parramatta. Parramatta Roosters. I reckon. Yep. That sounds, that sounds all right. She said if you got rid of them and brought in the Broncos, but I feel like the Broncos you can probably leave out of the grand final discussion. Uh, Kel 
He loves the podcast. Good on you, Kel. Uh, what are your thoughts on Taylor May's suspension? We, we've answered yeah, that one. It's funny. Domo Mac. Domo wants to know if any idea, this is a good question, if former players are looked after and what resources are available for the NRL for the welfare. Some seem to be thrown on the scrap heap once past their use-by date. Yeah, I think you know. I don't think the game takes care of the players medically good enough. I've always said that. I don't think. I think it should be levels to it. Like just say when Cam Smith retired a couple of years ago, he'd play what put 18, 18 years in or something like that. And then a kid who maybe played three years in the game, he decided to retire or four years, done nowhere near as much damage to his body as Cam Smith, or put in that work. He gets the exact amount of medical as Cam Smith. So I just think it should be levels like where if you play one to five years, you get two years. If you've been a professional, like one to two, one to five years, two years, and five to ten, it should be. Or maybe I mean, just say, just say you get five years or something like that. If it's so one, just just to be clear, this is so the the NRL will pay for medical bills medical for two years for two after, years you, after retire. you retire. So like, you've got a period of time. You've got a period of time. That. Yeah, and that's it. And as soon as it's done, then you got to go like into. Things I'm like in my private health fund and that as well, but some can't afford that. Some haven't done their, haven't haven't looked after their money. They haven't done enough. You know what I mean? Like they don't care that much. Um, it's I just think there should be levels to it. If you put in one to five years worth of work, you probably get two years medical, like it is now. Five to ten, it should be like nearly five years. Ten plus ten years. Fifteen plus life. I think guys like Cam Smith and all those sort of sort of dudes who put 15 years plus into the NRL, it should be a lifetime of medical. They should pay for your medical bills because you fuck your body up that. I'm, I'm even in that. I put 17 years in. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I, didn't, I don't remember two years after I retired. Mm. Like 2017 and 18. I was traveling all around. My body wasn't that banged up. But like when I'm 42 now, I'm like, well, you know, like I've got to, I stay on top of things all the time. Constantly going to Cairo, constantly doing these things. Like, yeah, but you train every yeah, day. Yeah, I do as well. train. There's plenty, I still, but there's I still plenty of people that don't look know, after their bodies. I know the way that, you but I'm still too. like resourcing like Cairo and all that kind of stuff, and like going to recovery centers and all that sort of stuff. Because you just feel worse if I don't move. If yeah, I don't for move, sure. yeah. The game should be. That's the number one thing that I I hate about the game. And then the CBA it should be the next CBA it should be plug. They should be trying to do that instead of all we do is look for the salary cap to go up so we can get more money. We don't give a fuck about what happens to like players who just retire, and I just think they the game can do a hell of a lot more with with the welfare and all that of, of players trying to, even though they do do a lot, they do do a lot. There's a lot of resources there that these players can use but choose not to. Mm. I think that's so accountability to players as well. It's not like the game just fucking uses you and chucks you away. If you want to go and have a, if you if you want a job or do anything for the NRL, they're always willing to to take people on to do welfare and do all that it's up to you if you're willing to do it i always look at robbie Rockout. played in newcastle he knew he wasn't going to be a super duper star and earn like you know six seven hundred million dollars a year what he did was use the nrl as much as the game uses you now he's a civil engineer he's going to be a civil engineer till he's like 60 70 years old because he used because the game will pay for anything that you want if it's got no if it's for any course whatever you want you could be fuck. I want to be a rocket scientist. All right, we'll pay for it. You know what I mean? While you while you're doing your football, but because these these rugby league players get into the system and think fuck, sweet, I'm a full time player. I don't have to do shit. I'm gonna be a superstar. 
No, that's that's one percent of us. It's a shame. That's one percent of us, and they don't get they don't have the right people around them to fucking ground them and tell them, "Hey, look, you're not that good. You're probably going to earn probably two hundred thousand a year max, maybe like Robbie Rockow was." But he's like, "All right, well, I'll stay in the system and I'll be full time for about as long as I can, as long as I can keep finishing my civil engineer thing." Now he's been, he's been, ret- been retired for three or four years. His body got banged up. He knew his body wasn't like in that good a nick. He's a civil engineer. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he can work for fucking ever now and earn a shitload of money. Like, I always tell these young kids that. Like, Robbie Rockett knew he wasn't going to be that. I'm like, now he's this for the rest of his life because he used the game as much as... Because, you know, everyone goes, oh, the game used me all these fucking... Yeah, you use the game as well. It's a fucking 50-50 game. You know what I mean? Next one up. You're retired, next one up. Like, forget about Cam Smith, Jonathan Thurston, myself, Sonny Bill, all these guys. We're just part of the game. Understand that. And it's, it's about educating these kids about how it really is in the real life. That's why I love what I'm doing at the Bulldogs when I try when I talk to these young kids. I explain to them like this. It's fucking 0.2% that get to where I got to. 0.2% out of 9,500 people that have ever played NRL get to play, get to achieve over 300 games and the tests, origins, and grand finals. You know? Out of, out of, out of that, out of 9,500 people, 1% has played... 100 games. Do you know what I mean? 0.5 has played 200. It gets fucking less and less and less. And that's everyone who's ever played NRL. So what the fuck are you think you're going to do? You're playing SG ball. You know what I mean? Like, get your head out of the clouds. Get it. You've got dreams everywhere. Like but be a realist. Be a realist. I try and tell these kids, just try and get to, you know, keep picking up skill levels, all that kind of stuff. Your skills up, back, good habits, discipline, all that kind of stuff. Be good. Get to first grade. Hope to have a successful career. Doesn't mean you're going to play for Australia. New South Wales, win grand finals, but you can still earn good money and be smart enough to be doing other things because you do have so much fucking time as an NRL player. You just think it's fucking drag. Oh, God, preseason. You train like three, about three hours a day if you look at it. You know what I mean? You do your session, you know, you have your recovery, recovery, all that kind of stuff. You have so many hours in a day if you want to do something else. You can do it. They just don't want to do it. You just don't want to do it because, like, you just think you're going to be this superstar NRL player. Like you're not, as I said, it's like 0.2% out of every player that's played the game. So there's a lot. Of, I mean, I could sit here and talk all day about it, but the game needs to. Yeah, the game. You need to. You can. You can use the game as much as the game uses you. If you really wanted a job, you could work for the NRL. Last question: Have you heard of Buja Mix? B H U J A Mix. B B H U J A Mix. Buja. Booja? Yeah, Booja. So no, Anton, why? who's our mate from New Zealand, he's asked, what's your take on Booja mix? I feel like it's a perfect finals footy snack, but I might be alone on this. To me, it's as underrated as Wade Egan. So <laughs> Wade Egan. I looked it up. I rate Wade Egan. I looked it up. Booja mix. Yeah, I looked it up. It's plain food. It's like, it looks like, it's trail mix. Who, who I don't know. Is it food? Is it what? Is it yeah. music? No, it's it's like it's like you know when you get on a plane and they give you those little bits. They're like not not nuts, but they're like I've always said mix, mix. like yeah. a fucking not a mix music tape. mix. No, it's like a food stuff. No good. <laughs> no, I don't. So like Anton, it. I've I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna try it. We're gonna find it. And I'm gonna have it. And I'm gonna let you know. But for now, it's a no from us. No booja. No booja mix. Well, that's the end. Though, so, and as you can see, we do read out the questions you send in. So send them in. We love them. Uh, we will be. Twittering this week, we will be 
What are we doing? Rate and review. Thank. Oh, I was going to say thanks, sponsors. <laughs> yeah. so, Take.com. Get on that. there. Have a look at that. Ask some questions. Get on YouTube. Rate and review. All that sort of shit, man. Just do whatever. Just watch the show. I'll be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Fuck. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 